what's going on? What's going on? It's the Tamale Mafia podcast, a place where everything and nothing collide. And I'm your host, Aaron. And it's just another day in the Tamale Mafia universe. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Oh, man, you know what we're missing? (laughs) All right. Anyway, man, it's been a... Bring that back down. Sorry, guys. It's been a... uh, It's been an interesting week, man. How are you guys doing? It's Monday. It's Monday. So last week was an interesting week. Uh, I can't go into all the details, but... You know how sometimes uh, when you're... When you're good at something... um, it attracts attention, right? And it doesn't necessarily always attract the best attention. Sometimes it attracts um, jealousies or people gunning for you. You know, kind of puts a target on your back. So I've had a little bit of a target on my back with some things recently. And, uh, you know, I know in my head, I know it's just jealousy and the uh, the ship will sink itself, so to speak. But... uh it's still kind of frustrating to deal with and, you know, I'd just rather not, but can you guys hear that? I'm trying to adjust my microphone. Um, so anyway, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, I'd rather not have to deal with this, but, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's been an interesting week. So I've kind of struggled guys. I've kind of struggled. Like, what am I going to talk about this time? Um, There's an unlimited amount of things to talk about, stories to tell, things to say, but I'm just, I don't know, dude. I'm just not, uh, not feeling my usual chipper self, I guess. Feeling kind of in my feels, you know, you ever get down in your feels? I was hoping this music would pull me out of it, kind of give me some energy, but I don't feel very energetic, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. This music is weird. Um, so check this out, man. This is awesome. We are officially, hang on. Seriously, a ladybug just flew down my back. That was weird. Isn't this supposed to be good luck? If a ladybug tries to crawl down your butt crack? Um, what does that mean? Does that go from like good luck to, to bad luck? Or is that even better luck? Just, just wondering. If anybody knows, let me know. If it, should we Google that? If a, uh, <laughs> hang on here. I didn't freak out either. You know, I just was like, hey guys, hang on a sec. There's a bug. There, there's a uh, ladybug. Well, I didn't know at the time it was a ladybug. There was something went down my back and uh, planted itself near my crack. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Um, if a ladybug crawls down your butt crack, Google. Yeah, don't search that. (laughs) 
<laughs> the results had nothing to do with ladybugs. Okay, Google, you're fired. Wow, that was intense. Anyway, okay, where were we? Um, oh yeah, I was about to say that the uh, real exciting thing was that um, the podcast is now on Spotify. So that's kind of a big deal because Spotify is like the number one listening platform in the world, right? That's where everybody goes to listen to their jargons, their musics, their stuffs, their propagandas is uh, Spotify. So we're on Spotify. That's groovy, groovtastic. Pretty excited about that. Um, hopefully we can, that'll generate some uh, some more listenability, which so far it has not. <laughs> So far, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think, let me see here. How many people have listened on Spotify so far? Three. Oh, okay. It's better than I thought. All right. Three people. That's great. Okay. That's exciting. People starting to know we're there. More than just me. All right. So, uh, another thing that, um, I was kind of excited about when, and really, I don't even know, man. I don't know what I don't know how to feel about this because my analytics program gives me a world map and it tells me where people are listening from. So we're we are an international show. Just want you guys to know that we've got listeners in the United States, of course, uh, Mexico, Canada, and this one popped up today, and I was like, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. The Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, so I don't know who or how. Uh, and they're listening in Tehran. Um, so not sure how that happened. But um, all I can say is I, I hope you hang around. I hope I keep you here. <laughs> but uh, if... If you're easily offended, bro, or sis, mm, I can't make any promises because, uh, you know, I might say some things that you don't agree with. That's all I'm going to say. But hopefully you stick around and uh, hang out for that because, you know, maybe it'll stretch us both. But, uh, yeah, so an international show. we got an international show. Show. Um, and we're on Spotify, so, you know, it's groovy, it's groovy, where'd my music go, just dropped off, hang on, come back music town, there we go, mm, yeah, so, and for those of you that are wandering, uh, not sure how you're listening to this right now, if you're still wandering, but um, you can find the Tamale Mafia pad- podcast, <laughs> podcast, podcast. This is the Tamale Mafia podcast. Uh, Tamale Mafia podcast is now on Spotify, like I just said. You can also find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict Overcast, and our host site, shows.pippa.io slash forward slash, of course, Tamale Mafia. For more information about the Tamale Mafia podcast, Derek, go again. Let's try that again. For more information about the Tamale Mafia podcast, 
find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tamale Mafia. So here's the thing, man. Here's what I've been struggling with, okay? This music's got to go because it doesn't match my mood. Um, here's here's what I've been struggling with lately. There's things I want to talk about. And in the beginning, I I launched this podcast early on because there was things that I wanted to talk about about my life um, and uh, stories that I wanted to tell and things that I've been through. Because I think, you know, we go through things so that we can influence or inspire other people who are going through similar things. So, um, basically the, I've been living my life by this idea that we live a story to tell a story. So you live through something so that you can tell what you've lived through, um, things that you've experienced so that you can help other people. And, um, hopefully you can, uh, inspire people to not give up or to go for their goals or to achieve the things that they're working towards or just to let them know, Hey, you're not alone. Life sucked for me too, or whatever, you know? But, um, I've been, I've I've had some, I think over the years I've had resistance to that when I've tried to do that. And, uh, and it's, it makes things, it it just kind of makes it uncomfortable you know, there's like voices in my head that say, when I say like, Hey, or when I think to myself, you know, I really want to talk about this or I want to write about this experience. There's voices in my head that don't just live in my head. I mean, there's, they've been actual voices in my life that have said, don't talk about this. Don't write about that. Don't say that again. Don't bring that up. Don't think that way. Don't you're dwelling in the past. You're living in the past. You're, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, it's very hard for me to not be one, be defensive about that and say like, no, I'm not living in the past. I'm not dwelling in my past. I'm trying to use my story of my, my experiences to help other people. Um, and, but it's hard when, because when you have like lived through or experienced difficult things, um, there's, there's inevitably there's other people attached to those things. You know, we don't live on an Island. We don't, like function on our on our own in like a in a bubble so you know even if you don't say this person was directly responsible for this or you don't say uh these people made this possible or you know whatever um it could be inferred and just the the inference the inference itself you know just the the fact that you left it open can be offensive to somebody. Um, and so it's kind of hard for me because there's so many things that I want to talk about. That's why, that's why I was like, I started this podcast in the beginning and, and this week I've been thinking about the podcast and I've been thinking like, what is the point of the podcast? And I initially was like, you know, I wanted it to be where everything and nothing collide because I wanted to be able to talk about things that really mattered. And I also wanted to be talked, I wanted to be able to talk about things that don't matter at all. I wanted to have just pure nonsense of rambling and, um, random thoughts and just being silly and um, telling funny stories. And then I also wanted to be able to like really break it down and, and say, talk about more difficult things, but I've struggled with that side of it. And I don't know, I think I got into some, probably some difficult things last year when I was doing 
the podcast and trying to push myself. I'm trying to push myself even harder um, because I every time I'm I think about what I want to do with my life, I don't want to just I don't want to just entertain. I like I like to entertain people. I like to make people laugh, but I don't want to just be about that. I want to also like use the experiences that I've had and bring value to them because I think, you know, if you just experience things that are difficult or hard and you don't ever use them, you can redeem those things, you know. You like you can you can give it purpose. You can give purpose to the painful things that you've experienced if you use those things. If you can find a way to use those um, things as like tools to inspire or to talk, you think you have to like once you start talking about it, like, you can give value to things that you didn't find value in before. It's like, why am I going through this? I don't understand why am I why am I dealing with this or why is this happening to me? And then you can find value in in it by sharing your story with other people, and then they can. Do, it's, like, oh, yeah, I, I went through that, too. I experienced that, too. But when you try to do that, and then you have people say, hey, don't ever say that again. Or, hey, stop talking about that. It's very difficult to, uh, I think, from, especially from my background, my experience, like, um, you know, I I tend to, I, I tend to cower at that, um, at that, at that, at those kind of things, you know, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I tend to, to back off right away. Um, because I don't like the confrontation of it or I don't like the, um, uh, you know, I've struggled for most of my life with feeling like I had control over my own decisions. So that's, what's even more difficult for me. What makes it more difficult for me when somebody's like, Hey, don't talk about this. And for me to just fight back and be like, no, I'm going to talk about it. I don't care what you say. It's very difficult for me to be like that. You wouldn't think that, um, but it's true. Um, so I think what I want to do, because uh, I have, I've struggled with finding a purpose in um, just, I guess, I don't want to just be about nonsense, you know? Um and so I want to, I want to talk about, I want to start talking more about things that I've experienced, things that I've been through. Um, and look, I don't know how many people are really listening to this anyway. You know, if I have like 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 downloads of an episode, um, I don't know who those downloads are. I don't know who's, who's listening to this. So, uh, I, I think, you know, probably or I'd like to think that the people that are closest to me have given me a shot to, to, <laughs> to listen to this. I could be totally wrong. I could be, I could, maybe the people that, uh, that are, I would think are close to me have not listened to this at all, you know? Um, and maybe for this reason. So, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I'm just going to try to not to be too rambly in this, um, in this podcast, but I just want to get some, I just want to share some thoughts that are on my, on my mind um, because I've struggled this week to try to like in my show notes and my prep notes and like try to, what am I going to talk about? And, um, and I haven't really settled on anything. I haven't felt comfortable with anything yet. And so I was just sitting here like even ready to record thinking, thinking to myself, like, what am I going to say? And I had some things I kind of sketched out. And I was like, that doesn't feel like that's what I want to talk about. If it would feel forced, I think, 
if I did that. Um, and that's not what this is about. So um, I just listened to some music for a little while, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to hit record and see what happens. So that's that's how we got this far, and that's probably why I've spent the last, I don't know, 15 minutes or so just kind of rambling. But, um, well, I did talk about ladybugs in your butt crack. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man. I think I just want to share... I guess I'm just going to share share some things from my life and and I'm going to I'm going to say look from now on from this point forward you could hear things in this podcast that you don't like that you don't want to hear things that make you feel uncomfortable um especially if you know me uh you, there may be things that you don't want me to talk about or whatever and from this point forward I don't care you can turn it off you can stop listening you can stop downloading you can delete or block me uh, whatever you want to do, you can stop talking to me in real life, but I've got to give purpose and value to the things that I've been through. And I've got to use this platform that I have that I'm trying to build for a, a good reason. Um, and I mean, entertainment is a, is a good reason, but I just want to give an extra effort to it, you know? Um, so I think I've said before in the podcast that, uh, I was a little kid. I was raised up and, kind of a ultra religious environment. Um, that's no, I don't want anybody to be, I'm not casting any disparaging, um, feelings toward anybody for anything that I've been through in my life. Okay. Um, people that made the, made decisions to do certain things. It's just, it is what it is. And it was what it was at the time. And I don't hold any grudges about anything from the past. You know, it's not like, Oh, if they had done something different, if my parents had been whatever, I don't think like that. I don't carry the, that kind of weight or that kind of baggage. I don't think that way. But the facts are the facts. And the facts are that I was raised, mostly raised for the majority of my childhood in a overly strict religious environment that told me how to dress, how to think, how to talk, how to read, how to what to read, what to watch, what to look at where to place my eyes, where to place my thoughts, where, I mean, it was a militant style of controlling every behavior and every aspect of your life. It it just was like, even down to like what you wear, what you eat, what you, what kind of toys you played with. I mean, everything was broken down and everything was assigned a spiritual value. So there was good and evil in everything. And the, um, ultimate goal was to abstain from all evil, which is really fucking hard if everything is a proponent of good or evil. <laughs> it's like, you know, and the majority of things that were that were considered evil would be like anything modern or pop culture, um, anything like modern music, modern television, modern movies, modern toys, modern dress, you know, any any of that kind of stuff was like out out. It's just you're you're not gonna represent the world, as they say. And the world being um sinners lost and destined for hell. So that's the kind of environment I was raised in and that of 
of course, influenced my parents. I mean, they were under the same kind of strict control that I was under. So, you know, they they were forced to basically, you know, abide by these rules as well or else. And that was kind of the whole thing. Do this or else. And the or else was either it was always like God's going to punish you. You're going to lose a child. Your family would die in a train wreck or, you know, always some kind of fire and brimstone pounding of, of fear. Like do this or else do this or else, you know? Um, and so, uh, that's what I was raised in, but kind of even beyond the, beyond that, it was like, I was also given, um, the, I guess the, this, dream or this idea from the time that I was a little bitty kid that I, like, I want to be the pastor of the church. You know, I wanted to help people. And, and, um, so, you know, I, I grew up that way. It's like, that's all I wanted to do. That's the only thing I wanted to do with my life. Um, and that's what I tried to do. That's what I studied to do. And I started working towards being a preacher and a pastor from the time I was a little bitty kid. And my dad built me this little wooden podium, that we I would travel around with and I would go and I would preach <laughs> to uh different churches and speak to different Sunday school classes and stuff but I was like 6 or 7 years old when I started doing that um and you know I just I idolized that position and I idolized that role in life and I was like this is really like all you can do to me it was like if you became the pastor of a church you were bigger than the president of the United States. It was a more important job and it was more prestigious. You know, it was like, that's all I wanted to to do. I lived my life for that. And I worked towards that. Um, and you know, I think along the way there was, uh, people that, that got involved and, and took advantage of that, that desire, you know, that took advantage of that passion that I had and, um, you know, in different ways, I think there were times where um, people would use my talents or my charisma to their advantage or, you know, their um, to, you know, see how they could benefit from it and uh, used me up. And then when I was kind of worn out, they would kick me to the side and move on to the next talented person. You know, there was those kind of things. But, um, you know, from the early from an early age, I was taught like. I think the religious environment kind of pounded into my into me like that I was not in control of my own decisions. I mean I was, but you know, my I I was like choose choose good or evil, choose good or evil. This is good, this is evil, this is good, this is evil, choose good or evil. Those are the kind of choices that I could make and of course you just always want to choose good. I mean you do your best to do that or else, you know, kind of a thing. So um but you know, ultimately it was like could I, could I wear my hair the way I wanted to? No. Could I wear the clothes that I wanted to wear? No. Could I play with the toys that I wanted to play with? No. Um, you know, could I watch the things on TV that I wanted to watch? No. And not not necessarily all of those things are bad. I mean, I'm not saying that you just like open the floodgates and have no, um, no compass of what is is right and wrong. But the uh, just the 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 pounding of of this is how it is and this is what you do and this is how you you 
act, um, you know, it taught me that I'm not in control of my own decisions. Um, and I think I knew that from, or I believe that from an early age. And, uh, and there was, you know, some time from, I don't know, I was a little kid. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say too much, but, um, there was a, a person of importance in my life that was, uh, a man and he was, a a family friend and important figure to me. Um, and he, I think he took advantage of that, you know, that I couldn't, that I wasn't, uh, about my own decisions. You know, he, I think there was a, there was a leverage there. Um, and he decided for me that, that he was gonna, um, do things that I, that I wasn't comfortable with, you know, um, well at the time I, I guess I was comfortable with him. I, you know, oh man, um, I don't know. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but you know, I was abused as a kid by, uh, by this guy and, um, yeah, Looking back, I think I have said this in the podcast before, but, um, so, you know, I think it was in the episode called The Faceless Man or something like that. Let me see, look back. Oh, man, maybe I didn't. Did I? Oh, let's see. The Pursuit of Love, Death, and the Faceless Man, Yeah. Yeah, so I have talked about this a little bit before. Um, okay. Well, anyway, to kind of, because, I mean, that was a year ago, but uh, to kind of, I guess, pick up where I left off there was, you know, I was, um, I was taken advantage of by this by this guy and uh, when I was a little kid, and, it, it you know, it lasted a while. It was, but, yeah, um it just reinforced to me that I wasn't in control of my own destiny kind of a thing, you know? Um, and I, at the time it was like, I remember the one-on-one time I had with this guy, I thought I was like chosen. I felt privileged by it, you know? Um, and that's, that's kind of how, how twisted it was for me to believe that. But, um, you know, moving forward in life, it was just like, okay, well I've, I've geared my whole life to saying I want to be a pastor. Um, uh, um, the church has dictated who I'm, who I am and who I'm going to be and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think moving forward, it just, it just stayed that way. You know, it was like, I, uh, I got into a really bad relationship when I was, um, like 18 or 19 and we ended up getting married. We should never should have done that. Um, the relationship got worse and it was just, again, it was like, that old sense of I'm not in control of my own destiny, um, kind of thing. And, uh, I have struggled, man. I've struggled my whole life trying to feel like, like, uh, like, like I can choose what I want. Like I can, I can make my own decisions as, and it's not a thing of like where, where, I have a fear of missing out, fear of making the wrong choice. It's just, I, I have just felt like I am not allowed 
And, and so allowing myself to make my own decisions has been really tough. Um, and I've, I've tried in the past, I don't know, year or two, probably more since I really started kind of focusing on that. Cause what happened was I, I finally had the, my, like this revelation of events from my past. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that stuff that I, that I went through when I was a little kid wasn't right. <laughs> it took me until I was in my thirties to realize that, I mean, not to realize that it happened, but to realize that it was not right, that it was wrong, you know, that I wasn't a, a good relationship that I had with this guy. Um, and then it kind of avalanched and it, it was like, oh, all these other things that I've dealt with in my life that I've struggled with, it's all starting to make sense now. And, um, and so as I went through this, like, long drawn out healing process things got really dark for me um you know I was really kind of living with a lot like heavy depression and uh it took me like a year to come out of that um and so I came out of that like ready to fight you know not ready to fight people or you know anything like that but just like ready to fight for myself ready to ready to take control um and 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 fight like the uh the forces of myself <laughs> you know um like the things of me that are like holding me back that um things that are like depression my uh struggle with um my self self talk self image you know that kind of stuff and really try to like take control of those things um and man i've been I've been doing good, you know, um, I put a lot of work in and, uh, and, and everything was, I thought, I thought, I thought everything was, was going pretty, pretty damn good until, um, until about two weeks ago. And then all the, the, what I felt was like progress, it, it just all got flipped on its head. And, uh, and, and so, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened and, and I think, I don't know, I want to say this, that like the progress got flipped on its head, but cause that's kind of how it feels, but I think it's just the next level, you know, um, for years I've been pushing myself to get to the next level and, it's like attacking things um in within me like a, just attacking like uh one one thing after another you know what am i struggling with what am i feeling weak about what is my what is is hurting me what is holding me back you know asking myself those tough questions like going through um serious amounts of meditation and and um like prayer and and thought and self uh, awareness just to like, okay, what is my next thing that I'm going, going to take head on and fight for and free myself of, and, you know, try to become the best possible fucking person I can be, you know? Um, because like when I was 25, 26, 27, <laughs> uh, 
I was a train wreck. I was a total mess. A lot of those those days and the like, I'm like, man, was that really me? Did I really say those things or think those things? Did I really do those things? Um, I was just lost, man. I was just a shell, and I still feel like that sometimes. But when I look back, I, I I'm like, I see how far I've come. I'm like, man, I can't even really can't even recognize the person that I was to the, who I am now. And, um, so I, I just, gosh, man, I think that sometimes when you, when you really dig deep, um, you know, it feels like you're taking steps backwards, but you're not, you know, you're taking steps. You you gotta, it's like that old thing about the curve, you know, the learning curve. It was like, um, like if you're like a, a basketball player and you just, phenomenal on the floor um from everywhere except the three-point line and your coach comes to you and is like hey man you're good at what you do but if you want to be better if you want to go to the next level if you want to be considered a top player you got to get better from beyond the three-point range and so you take his advice and you start working on those on those shots you start working on that form. You start working on the extra strength that you need and, and you know, your, like, your accuracy. And you start working out from beyond the three-point line. And, you know, before you did that, your your shooting percentage was, like, you know, like, say 75% or something, you know, 80%, something phenomenal. But now that you've stepped beyond the three-point line, you're trying to work on your three-point game your shooting percentage has dropped to like 20%. And if you just look at the numbers, you, you're awful. (laughs) You suck, dude. You are not a phenomenal basketball player. What happened to you? And so you look at your numbers and you go, man, I was way up here. I was doing so good. And then now that I've taken on this new challenge, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not any good at it. I kind of suck at it. And my numbers have fallen way off and I'm way down way worse than, than who I was before than what I was considered before. And that's where a lot of people quit. A lot of people, a lot of people at that point, they're like, no, fuck this. Uh, I'm going back to what I'm good at because I screwed myself up. I made things harder. I made things worse. Um, whatever. And you give up and you go back to shooting that, you know, that three point shot. I mean, before you started taking on that three point shot, you know, you go back, you're like, I don't need the three point shot because it's just fucking everything up. That's where a lot of people quit, but the, the great players, the players who, um, make it into the NBA, the players who get called up to the all-star games, the players who get into the, uh, the hall of fame, those players are the ones that stuck with it, that stayed behind the three-point line and shot and shot and shot. And they, they got there early to practice and shot. And they got there, as stayed way after practice and shot. They showed up on the weekends and shot. And they kept shooting and they kept shooting and they kept shooting and they kept taking those shots during the game. And during the game, their stats sucked. But they kept taking those shots and they kept taking those shots and they kept taking those shots. And next thing you know, those shots start going in. And you got a sweet spot and your shot's going in. And then your coach pushes you a little further. Well, don't just hit from the sweet spot. Hit from the corner. 
and you go to the corner and your shot sucks, but then your shot starts your shot starts going in. That's the curve, right? And what happens is after all the hard work and you get the technique and you get the skills and you put them into practice and you start getting better at what you're doing, those numbers fly back up and now look at your percentage. Your percent your shooting percentage will probably match what it used to be, but your total number of points scored per game is going to be way higher because you're making three-point shots now. You're adding those extra numbers to your to your skill set. So per game, you're a better player now than you were a year ago or two years ago just by the stats, right? That's the curve. So a lot of times even... In, in when you're like trying to make yourself a better person, you're trying to be better at, at, at being a human. You're trying to heal from pain and stuff like that. You've got to press into that. You've got to learn new skills. You've got to practice new skills. You got to do new things. Um, and those things suck. <laughs> those things suck sometimes. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta just keep driving that force, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of what happened. What's why well, I don't kind of think. I mean, I know that's what's happened with me many times. Um, as I've I've given in to that next level of healing or or processing through previous pains or whatever, I've gone into uh, attack mode and and to figure out the next point of weakness to uh, strengthen myself and you know. There's always the dip. It always happens. But sometimes it, it, it feels too scary or it's too much. I pull back like, oh, well, I don't like that at all, you know. And then it comes up again and you keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward. Some things take longer than others. and some, Sometimes you're just working on part of yourself longer than, than other things. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I was doing pretty good. And I was, I was like having a conversation with myself that was like a conversation with, uh, with somebody else. (laughs) It was their face and their voice in my head. And we were talking to each other. I don't know how that works. I don't know if that's interdimensional or some kind of alien technology or something, but it was like I got prompted in my own head, like, well, if I was hanging out with so-and-so, this is probably what they would ask me. And then I would say, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. You know, they'd be like, hey, man, how's how's it going? How are you doing? And I would say, yeah, man, I'm doing I'm doing pretty great, actually. Um, and as I was having this conversation in my head, there's like this other thing, you know, I don't know how this works, dude. I don't know at all how this works, but it's like there's uh, there's different tracks in my brain, and I don't know if everybody's brain is the same. I assume everybody's brain works the same. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But the way my brain works, and I assume the way your brain works, is that there's multiple tracks in your head, like audio tracks. And so I've got like the, the music track. That soundtrack is always there. There's always something, some music playing that's just kind of in the subconscious, like, periph. It's just (laughs) floating in there, you know? Um, And it can be, like, who knows what it is, man. Sometimes it's, like, some classic thing. Sometimes it's some pop thing. You know, sometimes something crazy is, like, the other day it was Baby Shark, and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Because 
I don't even have kids that age that listen to that. I don't even know where or how that shit got in my head, but it did. And so, um, you know, that was kind of like there's, so there's always like this, this soundtrack playing. Then there's like the conscious thought track. That's like things that you're consciously thinking of what you're doing, what you're, where you're headed, things you have to do, conversations you need to have conversation. You just had that you're trying to re recall certain notes from, you know, things like that. There's like the conscious track that you're working on. And then there's just like another track of just like random ass noises, chickens, uh, whatever doing with their blah, blah, blah. what do chickens do? Bah, bah, bah. You know, whatever. I don't know. Chickens doing whatever chickens do. Horses, <laughs> trains, sound effects. You know, it's just like this random like noise that just kind of happens. Cars honking. There's like. Sometimes there's a video attached to it. It's like a cartoon playing. I don't know. That stuff kind of happens in your head. And then there's like this other like random sound bites or something. I don't know. So there's multiple tracks and there's multiple things happening in my brain all the time. And I'm assuming your brain is the same way. So in my conscious thought track, I was having this conversation with this buddy of mine. And I was like, well, if I was hanging out with him right now, he would ask me this. And then I would say this. And somewhere, not on the music track because that kept playing, but somewhere in like one of the soundbite tracks, this voice that I don't even recognize, but it was like, it was loud and kind of obnoxious. And I think the question in my head at the time was like, how's your self-talk? Yeah. That was the question. How's your self-talk? And I was like, actually, it's been pretty good because, you know, I look in the mirror and I used to hate myself. I used to just, oh, you're disgusting. Oh, God. But, you know, lately I've been looking in the mirror like, hmm, not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> I like where this is headed, you know, trying to take control of that. And, um, but, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. And this voice, this and this the sound bite just came flying, like screaming loud into my brain space, into my conscious track, and was like, You're a huge faggot. And it just like it, it shook me up, man. Because I don't know where that came from, but it but I felt it. And it like stung me. It's like a punch in the chest. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And I just, it just kept like playing. It just kind of was on repeat. You're a huge faggot. And I was like, wow. Is that something that has been said to me? Is that something that I've said to myself? Is that something that I think about? And I and it's like I rolled it, it, it just kept like it hung with me for days and and I just kinda like kept rolling it around in my head and I just kept like questioning like where did that come from? And why did I think that in that moment? Or where how did it pop into my brain at that time when I was talking about self talk, you know? And it was like this let's like thing that was imprinted into my DNA at some point in my life just popped up and was like, here I am. 
and I had no idea that it was there. But then I, I, I started unwrapping it and I was like, wow, that nails like so many insecurities that I've had because, uh, you know, just from having been abused as a kid, it was like, I, I've always had that kind of lingering question in the back of my mind, you know? And, uh, I've been asked several times in my life by family members and random strangers if I was gay. Um, and so it was like, you know, I'm not, but it's like an it's kind of like it been a, become an insecurity, I guess, over my life because I've been it's just been like an accusation or point of like um, ridicule, you know. Um, and, uh, dude, I don't know, man. It's like, I, I'm not the, the, the manliest of manly men, you know, my, my, uh, dad worked a hell of a lot when I was a kid. So the times I spent with him, it was, you know, memorable times, but it's not like I got like a healthy dose of man, manly, manless, man, manness. <laughs> it's like spent the majority of my time with my mom and my grandma who were amazing people and taught me well but I mean what I mean a mom and a grandma they taught us how to sew and how to do house chores and laundry and cook and bake you know like I learned all of that stuff really well but I I suck with tools and you know um I don't know the first fucking thing about working on cars and so <sighs> I don't know, man. There's just, I guess there's always been this like insecurity about masculinity and what it means to be a real man. And when I see a dude who's like a dude's dude who who knows all about cars and hunting and, you know, I just like those guys intimidate me sometimes. You know, if I'm in a room full of those guys, I'm like, shit, what, how did I end up in this room? And uh, so I don't know, dude. I I don't know if I'm really what I'm rambling about at this point, but oh yeah. So I had this like deep track, this deep hidden track in my, in my psyche that popped out and was like, wow, those are some, some insecurities, you know, like just being a masculine man, uh, trying to learn how to be that, trying to, trying to really like learn how to, how to be the uh, toughest, manliest man I can because I've got a son who's 12 and, and uh, you know, I don't want him to have the same deficiencies that I grew up with of, of uh, you know, I, I guess, it, I don't know, dude. <laughs> this whole term, like, now of to toxic masculinity or whatever, I just, I don't know what that means, but... I have like a craving for masculinity. And I think if you take masculinity, manly stuff away from boys, they're going to end up like me. And they're going to be like, man, I wish I had some more of that in my life. <laughs> um, And then try to figure it out, you know. It becomes an insecurity. And... Um, 
so when you add that to the fact that I was abused and then have kind of like these um, weird triggers of of emotion or feelings or whatever, and then oh damn, dude, I don't know. It's just weird that it popped up like that, and then um, to have then the other stuff is like you're a huge faggot. It's like, yeah, man, I struggle with like my weight and stuff. Is something I'm fighting every day, and I'm trying to get better and eat better and I was like going to work out and stuff and it's been for years up and down you know um I'm not ever really proud of what I see in the mirror but you know I'm working on it and I'm trying to get better about it about it and trying to find things to be proud of in myself you know um and so gosh dude those just those those two words it's like it popped up and it just hit me so hard um but the uh I don't know, dude. I just wanna battle on, you know? I wanna I, I was like, Okay, okay, that's it. Those those that's the next level right there. That's the next thing to, to attack, man. Like my self talk has 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 a deep track that, that I didn't realize was there. And I gotta get dig a lot deeper and work a lot harder on praising myself and who I am and the man I am and being proud of the man that I am and that I'm becoming and being proud of myself for, for the things that I've learned and taught myself about what it means to be a man. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah, I could say that I wish I had, you know, had a different circumstance where I didn't have to teach myself, but it's, this is the life I was given. And I can't fucking wallow in it. Just got to jump up and keep moving. So, I don't know, man. I feel weird about this whole, I don't know, this whole, uh, this whole podcast is, is what I wanted to do or not. I feel like I've been rambling quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know that it was the the right choice um I'm sorry if I said a lot of the same things over and again um but I just man I really just wanted to like hit the record button and just start talking and see what happened because I feel like there's a message that needs to get out. And sometimes if I if I program too much, then that message gets, will get lost. And uh and I don't want to do that, man. I, you know, I want this podcast to be raw and real. And I want it to be uncomfortable. I don't want I don't want people to I want people to listen to it and be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> and then kind of like, "Oh, okay. Wow. How do we get here? What were we Man, this dude's weird. I'm down with that. But I'm you know I'm I'm sorry if the uh the entertainment value on this one was, was not there and maybe I've just droned on for the last hour and, and it was a beating to listen to and I man, if you're still listening to this, that's amazing. Thank you for hanging with me. But you know, I just wanna add value to my life 
to the things that I've experienced and, and I want to redeem those things for good for a good cause you know and if that cause is, is you and your story and what you're going through then I'll feel like I've accomplished something even if I don't even if I don't know that it affected you that way because this is a one way conversation I mean unless you go out of your way to try to find me and tell me that I made a difference then I'm really not I mean I'm really not gonna know so super grateful for you know the, the other day this past week it was like National Women's Day or something like that <laughs> I saw some kind of I don't even know man there's like National Eat a Donut Day and National Scratch Your Ass Day or something I don't know dude there's like a day for everything but um, I saw it was National Women's Day and I was thinking about that I was like man maybe I'll do something like that with the podcast this week Talk about National Women's Day and uh, talk about some of the women that have inspired me. And I mean, there's really no, no, no two women that, that are worth talking about more than my mom and my grandma. You know, <laughs> they did, they did, like, literally did everything in their power to make me the best man that I could be. And, uh, I mean, there's only so much that a mom and a grandma can do, you know. But they they did it, and I could not ask for better people. I could ask for I could not ask for better mom. I could not ask for better granny. They were, well, I mean, my grand my granny passed away several years ago now, and uh, man, I miss her every day. She was something else. She was like... Every person she met, man, she just took care of. She was... (sighs) She was a, a nurturing person, man. She would take care of you. To the best of her ability, she would go out of her way. And she didn't have much to give, but she would still give. She would, uh, she would try to, like, you know, buy, buy us, uh, (laughs) when we were kids, she would buy us pizza or whatever, you know. And, uh, man, one of my favorite things was when I was a little kid and I told you like we were controlled on everything like you can't watch this you can't do that you can't but <laughs> we would go to her house and uh, she had cable TV and uh, she was a big fan of Beavis and Butthead 
<laughs> she called them the little those little guys, and she would say, "Let's watch those little guys. Those little guys are so funny." And we would turn on Beavis and Butthead, and she would laugh and laugh. <laughs> oh my God, man! She was special. She was super special. And, uh, and my mom is my mom is just a, a a little miniature version of who she was. Who my granny was. My, my granny had she had a, a kind of like heart that you can't duplicate. I mean, my mom she's a little more like her dad. <laughs> who was just a badass gangster and uh, my mom was a little more gangster in her but man she would she would do anything for us and she did do anything for us and uh, so there's really for me National Women's Day there's really no two greater women to celebrate than those two so, oh, man, I don't know, dude. All right, well, I got all in my feels for this one, so I'll, uh, I don't know what to tell you guys, but I guess we're about done, because <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. I feel like I've rambled and got some things on the table and maybe left some things off the table I don't know but uh, I'll tell you man we're gonna come back not every not every episode is gonna be in my feels I promise you that not every episode is gonna be uh, heavy but I do wanna kinda set the set the tone a little bit and give myself a space to say some of the things that I think that I uh feel like I want to say or need to say you know um and so if you hung out through it you're awesome you're amazing and I appreciate it but uh if I lost you please come back if Thursday Thursday's episode I promise you is going to be entertaining I'm already putting together things that I want to talk about there's a lot to talk about that's in the news right now and that's kind of what I'm going to do on Thursdays is go through news stories uh part of Thursday's going to be spent on news but there's a lot of stuff happening in the news that I'm just excited about I mean just this past week I said where's Jussie and now we know <laughs> we found out where Jussie is um so there's a lot to talk about and I promise you guys that uh I'll bring the entertainment value back up um and then uh we'll just We'll just have to go from there. So, all right. I've said it all. I've said plenty. Let me give you this. The moral of the story for today is if you're in the curve, don't give up. Don't back out. Don't back down. You keep shooting those motherfucking three-pointer shots until you get through the curve. All right, peace out.
Tamale Mafia podcast is brought to you by me. The Tamale Mafia podcast is on Spotify right now. You can also find us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Overcast, and on our home site, shows.pippa.io forward slash Tamale Mafia. For more information about the Tamale Mafia podcast, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tamale Mafia. Our intro music is brought to you by me. Our transition music is brought to you by Chris Zabriskie. Our outro music is brought to you by Lim. For more mind-blowing intellectual electronic tracks, go to soundcloud.com forward slash get Lim. That's L-I-M-N. And as always, thanks for listening.